0: Welcome back to another episode of the All Ball Podcast. Got a great episode today. We had a bunch going on in Week Ten of the NFL season. Week Eleven looks really good with the slate of games. George and I are going to preview some of those. We got the NBA back in action tonight with the NBA Draft. We've had a bunch of moves in the past couple of days, and it really should just come to a head for this upcoming draft. And we're going to pick some games against the spread. Uh, should be a good one. George, how we
1: doing? Yeah, uh, two thoughts. One, we're back as far as, um, you know, multiple sports. I know I said that last week, but now I really feel it. Um, and uh, my other thought is like, wow, we're in week, you know, 10 or 11 of the NFL season.
0: Yeah, no, it's crazy. First of all, the NBA is so back in like a very short span. I mean, I guess they had to ramp it all up, uh, but it just... It felt like it, we just ended the season and now the draft is coming up. And it felt like nobody was really talking about the draft until like these past couple of weeks.
1: Dude, were- I, I, uh, I, and I have one more thing. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that I've been listening to like people in the media talk about how much the NBA offseason has like, um, become a thing, you know, since like 2010, since the LeBron summer. And like for yeah. us, for us, we were like, you know, like 13 or whatever. So, then like for, it was interesting to hear that because, kind of like in my head, the summers were always like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for the most part of our lives, that's been it. When you've like really been a fan of it, it hasn't been like, like and they were saying, and they were saying in 2010, but I mean, you know, like from, from my perspective, you also had like the shack trades, like in years prior, like we yeah. so like in 2005,
0: 2006.
1: So it's still in your head, like, oh, like this type of stuff happens in the NBA. Then, then you had the big three stuff in the summer going into the 08 season. So, Mm -hmm. so really the off seasons, my entire life, our entire lifetime have been great. And then, but it's funny because you you know, you go back into the eighties and nineties and there was probably nothing going on.
0: No, no. It just felt like, okay, we're just, we have nothing to go on with basketball. Like we're just going to wait until the season starts. And that's when things start to pick up.
1: And they were talking about like, like they're talking about, oh, we go on vacation during this time? Um, you know, if you're like a basketball writer. Mm-hmm. Um, and now
0: it's just everything. Now it's like, this is now, the part of it.
1: And now, you know, they say that it's like the, I don't think it's, I don't necessarily think it's the most interesting part of the season, but I do think it's the most um, consumable part of the season. How about that? Because, Agreed. because it's not, you know, there's only so much, a Zach Lowe can tell me about what actually happened on the court. And I think he knows a ton about the game, but um I'd much rather hear what he's hearing yeah. from, the, from the GM. Yeah, exactly. Like everybody's you're checking,
0: you're checking it, Twitter and yeah, you're trying yeah. to figure out when the next move is, when is Woj gonna drop this bomb.
1: And the thing and- about the summer in the NBA now is that it's like hypothetically, I could go in with one team. And I could walk out with something totally different. Look at the Rockets. Rockets
0: could be just a completely different team from where they were in um, August and September to where they are in December when we or start then, the season.
1: Or then to do like a more positive spin on it, like the Clippers last year. Like, Bob, a Clippers fan. Yeah, George. exactly. You told me i end up with Kawhi and Paul. You know, granted, it didn't work out, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah,
0: no, if, you, if they told you you had Kawhi and Paul George, that every single Clipper fan should and would sign up for that in a second.
1: Yeah, honestly, honestly, let's uh let's start with the NBA stuff today. You want to? Okay. Yeah, because you know we're just we're already talking about it.
0: Okay. So, uh, yeah, two big moves already that we've seen. We've had some rumors come out. We'll start off with uh, Chris Paul, the first trade that was made. Chris Paul was traded to or from OKC to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for Abdul Nader, Kelly Oubre, Ricky Rubio, Ty Jerome, Jalen Jack, and a 2022 first.
1: Uh, what are your thoughts on the trade? So it's confirmed, only one first rounder. Yeah, yeah, I like the trade. Um, so, so my f- first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to break it down to it's essentially Rubio and a first. You know, with all with all. Due yeah, agree, uh, so agree. But okay, Ubre didn't even play in the bubble, and then Rubio and Chris and Chris Paul is a direct swap. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it's 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 you know it's you're not giving up a lot if you're the Suns. That's all I'd say about the Suns. What I what I also want to talk about is kind of like. The role that Chris Paul is assuming now, which is like a, it's a, it's a um, it's like a tier below LeBron, whereas LeBron goes around the league and it's like, I'm coming and we're winning a championship. Chris Paul is like, I'm coming. I'm going to teach you guys how to make the playoffs. I'm going to be good for your young players, you, you know, and he's, mm-hmm. kind of, he's kind of doing that thing. He's doing the traveling mentor, the traveling. And that's why I want him to go to the Knicks, come to the Knicks Me for too. you, teach us how to win and leave. And, and so, and that's kind of the role that I think he's assuming and there's still a chance we might get him the year after this, you know what I'm saying? Cause I think he might be somewhere else. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and, and I think it's easy if you to be critical of the sons and say, okay, well, you're not winning the finals off the straight, but, um, but dude, but you know, if they kept the same team and, there's a really good chance they want to make playoffs next year. Despite what you saw in the bubble, they still might not make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And
0: West is super deep. And then you have Booker saying, okay, this team isn't doing enough for me. Like I want out. And then this is a trade to like show him, we're going to keep making these moves and we're going to stay competitive. And this is a team that you can sneak into the Western conference finals. Like, don't get like, don't get it twisted. I I definitely think they can. I definitely think they can. DeAndre Ayton showed to be a very prom, like he was the number one pick, so he should look promising. But he looked to be very good in the bubble. Then you have Devin Booker who came on really strong in the bubble, and then you have Chris Paul who's kind of putting it all together. Like we didn't see that we saw them do well with a point traditional point guard in Ricky Rubio last year, and now you just upgraded that. And I think- and I and I think it's an also huge that they kept their pick this year to make up for the loss of Kelly Oubre. So I, I really think this is a team that when all is said and done can definitely push into that like i'm trying to think like at, on the mo- at the moment think of the teams that would be in the western Co- or who i
1: think are western conference contenders so, i
0: definitely think they can be there they have the scoring they have the defense now
1: um so so what let me put it to you this way agree or disagree if the suns didn't make a move and miss the playoffs booker would be out like demanding out i'd say it'd be 75 25 yeah, like he's probably out yeah. yeah yeah and so and so now you add Chris Paul and so dude and I'll get into like let me just get into the hierarchy of the west a little bit and why mm. and why the contender talk is very premature I will say I liked you know when I heard about the trade-on thing about his deep and Chris Paul and now that you mentioned Aiton I think it's like Aiton's probably the biggest a- Aiton yep yeah, that's always yeah that's best, best for him he's gonna be a, he's gonna be really good now. yeah if like you play fantasy basketball get him on your team no,
0: I, I yeah, I completely agree. I think Chris Paul working the two-man game, the pick and roll with him, just super savvy, just teaching him the ins and outs of the game. Yep. Uh, and this is yeah, a guy that has oh, dude, he needs
1: that. He needs and, that. And,
0: yeah, and he has a mid-range shot. He has like work. He can do work in the post. I think just everything like Chris Paul can mentor him can bring the most out of him. And in the season, like just a weird one where it's uh, a quick turnaround where they're, they're, their legs are pretty fresh. I mean, Chris Paul didn't really play that much. Like, they didn't get that far in the bowl. The Thunder did. And then the Suns didn't get to the playoffs. So they should be fresh relative to everybody else that was a contender in the
1: West. Agreed. Um, I think, um, and yeah, so just about the contender thing, I just think the reason that I'm, like, scoffing at the contender stuff is just because, like, I think the Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, and Nuggets are all, like, definitely better.
0: I, I'd put them there, but, I, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I think they're a dark horse. I don't think they're in that echelon. Mm -hmm. I think the same way the Nuggets made it to the conference finals last year and the year before, I guess that's true. That is very true. Exactly. I think they have now the point guard to lead them there. I think they have the scoring all around from those three because you have to assume, like not assume, but like those guys will get you six. Yeah. I was just about to say that exact number. I was going to say, you can bank on 60 a game from those guys.
1: 60s. What's the word? Conservative. Exactly, and then you're not even
0: taking into account like, oh, Chris Paul's assist numbers. Um, DeAndre Ayton, he gets an offensive rebound, kicks it out, and just work around that. Uh, and then you have an elite defender in Chris Paul. Uh, DeAndre Eaton shot blocker down low. They just need to fill out those wing spots. And maybe Cam Johnson, the pick from last year, and then whoever they get at 10 is able to do so. And I think 10 is, like, the fact that they kept that is huge because I think that that range right there is where you can get a complementary piece to really help out your team right now that maybe doesn't have the upside of being a superstar, but they don't need that. They need somebody that's just going to come in and do their role and complement Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Eaton. Agreed. Um, okay. Uh, next, next, I, I was trying to think if this was like a bigger move, but I'm gonna put them on the same tier. Drew Holiday going to the Milwaukee Bucks in exchange for Eric Bledsoe, George Hill, three first rounders, and then two pick swaps. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna start off. Uh, I thought this was a move that Milwaukee needed to make. Um, slight over, like you can say it's an overpay, uh, but sometimes you have to do that when you have LeBron, when you have. Katie, when you have Giannis, you need to sometimes overpay in order to A, keep them happy and B just continue to elevate your team. And when it when it boils down to it, I really don't think when you look back on this team, it because I don't think you make this deal without Gian, without knowing that Giannis is staying. Um I don't think you'll come back and look at, okay, if Drew Holiday leaves after, I think his contract's either at the end of this year, at the end of next year, you won't look back and like, yeah, I wish we had like the 28th, 28th and 28th pick for the next three drafts. I don't think that'll come into play where you're like really missing that. And then now you have probably the best big three in the NBA with uh, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis. Um, And now when you look at the East, I'd put them as the favorite. I think when you match them up against any team in the East, they match up better against them than do most teams because you got rid of a negative playoff performer, especially in Eric Bledsoe, and you brought in a guy that averaged, last time he was in the playoffs, over 20 points a game and is an elite defender, good playmaker um, all around, I think.
1: Right, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, the thing about the East is very true. You know, and the thinking about the big three. I mean, we'll get to Harden later, you know, the thing mm-hmm. about- Favor in the East and the and the best victory in the league are both contingent on the Nets not getting hardened. Yeah. But uh, but as it stands now, agreed. Uh, I, I agree with everything you said. It was you know necessary to make. Um, I'll just say that it's potentially catastrophic if Giannis leaves. Mm-hmm. You know, just like. Uh, but you know, I mean, that's life. That's life in the NBA. You do to go for it, and uh, you know, I still. I still with the books that didn't the problem, it doesn't really solve the question of, okay, there's two minutes left in the game. Who's doing something? you know it still didn't really solve that question did it so um, i
0: think it adds in another element to it because now it's not so okay so Giannis can't shoot and they're defending him the way that the heat did and yeah, it's not solely on chris middleton because again you go back and you look at eric bledsoe's numbers in the playoffs and they are atrocious uh,
1: blood yeah honestly george hill is better than Bledsoe
0: in the playoffs probably if you looked at the numbers and what you expect out of them yeah um, like the ROI on what's, what's going on there. Um, but I, then you bring in Drew, Drew, holiday, who I think is a, a much better in a much better position to take the load off of Giannis, take the load off of Chris Milton, uh, apply something different on the defensive end. Not that Eric Bledsoe is a pet, a bad defender, but he obviously a step up and then you bring up a step up on offense. And in that aspect, um, I think it adds another dimension that takes them to another level. Um, I don't think if you looked at them last year, you'd go into the playoffs thinking, okay, Giannis gets shut down. At least you have uh, Chris Middleton. If Chris Middleton shut down, at least you have Eric Bledsoe. Like that doesn't intimidate me. The fact that Eric Bledsoe is like your third option. Agreed.
1: Agreed. That is
0: true.
1: Um, Who's who's the second best player on the box now?
0: Ooh, that's tough. I'd still probably
1: go Middleton. I don't know. I'd have to say, you know, I'd be lying if I was like – I don't see you lying if I said that I know the in and outs of Drew Holiday's game. I haven't seen dude play, like, significant time in a long-ass time because mm-hmm. I have been watching a ton of New Orleans for a long time. So. No,
0: agreed, agreed. I think he's one of those guys, though, that can just go into a team and just and do well. I think he's savvy he enough. It's
1: a question of when his time was going to be. It was when it was his turn to get traded to a good team.
0: Exactly. And, <laughs> and he's still young. He's only, like, he's 30. Like, that's still young. Like you yeah. still get like four, four elite, like three for this, to four elite years for,
1: for this three to five year Bucks championship window. It's fine,
0: mm-hmm. exactly, and that's what you need to do. Like I, I think Giannis looks at that and is like, okay, like this team's doing, like they really have done all the right things to put Giannis in, in the position to succeed and for him to, uh, for him yeah, to want exactly. to stay and win a championship. They really have, um, but all in all, like, uh, and then on the other side, Pelicans. Like, great trade for them. Uh, they got a, a boatload. They got almost what was, like, pretty much the same amount for Anthony Davis that they got for Drew Holiday.
1: Well, when it well came to picks. in terms of – yeah, in terms of picks, picks, yeah,
0: Not players. Players.
1: And, uh, look, like I said, and this is really my like closing statement on this, uh, it's, you know, it's potentially catastrophic for Milwaukee. And then, of course, in that same vein, it's potentially a Celtics-level haul for the Pelicans. You know, one of the Pelicans or the Thunder is going to be that um, – the, the Celtics of the, two, of the 2010 yeah. Celtics of the 2020s, and mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see who it is.
0: Yeah, honestly, it's really on, like, I don't know, do you put it solely on, like, Zion versus Shea, Shea Gilders-Alexander in that mm-hmm. aspect, and then, like, David Griffin versus Sam Presti? When you, like, look at, like, those two teams, like, battling it out, they both
1: have a well, massive well, amount it's of Well, you know, I am um... – it's funny like because i'm comparing them to the celtics look the celtics in my eyes are not winning a championship um because they don't have any a-plus players um so in that sense it's kind of more like the thunder you know what like the thunder like the um oh the kd ross harden is that what you're talking about um no no no, no. no. i'm saying the 2010s Celtics, the way that they had all these draft picks, oh, okay. that would be like the Thunder in the 2020s. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, with like Ainge and Presti. And uh, yeah, but, you know, and it's funny with all these picks the Celtics got, the, re- the reason I'm bringing up the Celtics oh. is that um, they, like, you know, this past decade, they've had all these picks, and I don't think they're going to win a title because at the end of the day, none of their players are like individually great enough. Um, no,
0: I think Tatum can be but it's like you you kind of wasted that spot where it's like it's a QB on a rookie contract It's Mahomes on a rookie contract that's what you had with Jason Tatum before he gets the supermax and you honestly weren't able to really take advantage of it because yeah. of a couple of bad contracts like you had Gordon Hayward who wasn't really able to do much, then I, I was yeah. never uh, what couple tough injuries. Like, that yeah. like, is the Hayward hey
1: contract or tough injury? Well, it's both, but... That's
0: true. And then, but I was also not a fan of Kemba. Like, I just didn't think he was, like, he was too much of a negative on defense for me to think that that could be a guy that's, like, you're paying that much money on a championship. Oh, but set. anyway, the
1: point is, um, both of those teams, the Pelicans and the uh, Thunder, are yeah. set up to be pretty good for a long <laughs> Oh, yeah, very. And-, and they're both already out of the gutter. Neither of them are, like, the worst team in the league exactly exactly
0: a thunder honestly only thing they need to do is get rid of steven adams contract they just need to ride that out and then yeah. they're, they have a completely clean slate i think
1: the steve well but that's in the same vein though if you know you're going to be rebuilding for three years it's not necessarily the worst idea to just like eat it as opposed to like you know i feel like a lot of times people um are like so eager to have you go out like you know, l- let me start talking about harden real quick and okay. it's all connected um I was in a debate with one of my friends and we're talking about Harden and basically like what you could get. And, you know, it seems like Harden only wants to go to Brooklyn, but, I, but I was talking about if Golden State wanted to get in with the two pick, you know, hypothetically mm-hmm. um, and just how, and I was talking about how much more valuable the two pick is than the, the platter of like Levert, Jared Allen, and Dinwiddie, because the thing is, even though those guys are like solid, solid player, I'd much rather get two in Wiggins. I know Wiggins isn't a great contract, but it's three more years, um, and then you're done with it, and you get the number two pick, who's cost controlled for a while. Versus um, hypothetically, I don't know if this is on the table, but um, you got to assume it is though. Yeah. And, uh, and but then it's like Levert, Dinwiddie, and Jared Allen, and this is like you know pick swaps notwithstanding, and all that shit. I know the, I know the Nets mm-hmm. will we'll have to give a ton of that, but I would much rather have the two pick in Wiggins than these three B guys, these B minus B guys that when their contracts are up, I'm going to have to then make another tough decision and give them that Steven Adams, you know, like four years, hundred million deal.
0: Yeah. And, and to put it into context, you could then, if you got Andrew Wiggins flip that for a, like when he's an expiring contract, you could flip that and get more assets yeah. in that aspect, it's but no.
1: worse contracts.
0: I, yeah. But like, yeah, you look at the number two pick it's between, I right, we'll get to the draft in a little bit, but you could have your pick of Anthony Edwards, LaMelo ball, or James Wiseman. And all three of those guys could be more pro like are more promising than the three guys that you get from the nets. Obviously three is my greater than with, one,
1: but my thing with the rockets too, is like, let's say they, they're, so they're trading Harden in that hypothetical. Then they're getting rid of Westbrook. I think what's so great about the two pick is that you take whichever one of the guards is there. And you just have like the guy on your team. Boom. You already, you just lost Harden and you already have a new guy in yeah. it in a blink of an eye and he's great he's the number two pick you know that'd be amazing mm-hmm. um and so that that's what i like that's what i would recommend um but you, you know i mean end of the day if he if he wants to go to the nets like when ad was like i know i want to go to the lakers okay we can work with that the lakers have a ton of appealing stuff yeah Now hardens like okay i want i want to go to the nets okay man well like i want to get something back you know what i mean so um,
0: yeah and uh, i don't know if any of those pieces are really enticing for a top four player yeah, especially you know, when so, you have them especially when he's under contract for another like this year and next year like there's not like it's not like 80 80 was on the like he had one year left here uh, yeah he had one year left on his contract yeah. after that and, and then a player option like there there's a he Although, had less had more leverage because when the of the fact that-,
1: stuff started, that he had like a season and a half left. And then mm-hmm. remember, he like stopped playing. Yeah. Weird. That was weird. That was, it feels like a long ass time. I mean, it was, but you know, that was weird.
0: What do you think about the report Chris Broussard was on Colin's show? Uh, And apparently KD wants him, but Kyrie doesn't. Yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, first of all, business, is business decision for Kyrie that just uh, yeah, it makes sense that he wouldn't want, James Harden, because then he becomes third man on the totem pole. Then uh, there's just another guy that's a dominant ball handler. And Katie's is the one guy that can work off ball. But Kyrie and Harden, like, you just don't see them working off ball. Like, Kyrie can talk about, like, oh, me and Katie will just run pick and roll. Like, I'll either be picking for him or KD will be picking for me. And that works out in the two-man game. But when you have a third guy that, like, we saw Kevin Love. We saw what Kevin Love was, has, or Chris Bosh, or these other guys. I know they're big men. I was talking like, about hard this yesterday.
1: I was talking about I was talking about big threes yesterday, and how it usually ends up being like a two plus one or like a one plus two or mm-hmm. a one plus one plus one. Like you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, you, there's you, a hierarchy. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. And uh, and the thing is like like Durant wants Harden because it doesn't matter who's on the team unless it's LeBron James. Durant's number one. You know? Yeah. Um, although. The one that I'm not sure about that. Did you ever hear the report last summer that it was like Kawhi wants Durant to play with him or something
0: like that? I, I'd seen so many, but I definitely did see that he was gonna try that he was trying who's to talk to him that? to go to the Clippers.
1: Yeah, whose team would that be? Um,
0: with the momentum, I, I think it would be like Kawhi, just because Kawhi would orchestrate it and then Kawhi's coming off finals MVP, won the finals. I know that the Warriors are depleted and all that, but I think the momentum where KD's coming off an Achilles injury, you don't know if he's 100%, like it's, it would have been Kawhi's team because especially after the full year of Kawhi doing his thing, it just kind of feels like it. I don't yeah, know. Well, well, anyway. Um. And he's also the California kid, like going to the Clippers. Yeah, I'm sorry. What was the original topic? We were talking about Harden to Brooklyn and I was talking about like Chris Broussard came on Colin Show and was talking about KD wants Harden, but oh, Kyrie yeah, doesn't. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, well, I, I was thinking like, because I, I was trying to like, piece together how, how this team would work in my head a little bit and yeah. it's like um I think you know I don't know what Kyrie wants but it, like I well, I do know I do kind of think I know what Kyrie wants and he wants that more demanding role so I could see why I wouldn't want him but I do think it could work because when I see like Harden and, and Kyrie I kind of think of like Harden and Chris Paul or I think of, like LeBron and Kyrie so like there it kind of works and like yeah I think Durant could like kind of fit in wherever he needs to um and obviously Durant and Harden have played together, and Harden's way better now than he was then, but he's the same human, like, he's the same. Yeah, you know yeah. Saying? Like, um,
0: I mean, is he? I mean, this is a guy now that's, like, for the past four years has been, like, dribbling the ball between his legs for 20 out of the 24 seconds of a shot clock, and uh, I don't know, like, it, like I mean, I can't I speak for it for myself. Like, can <laughs> like, you, can you really get it? out of it? Do you want it to happen? I mean, okay, like, as a Knicks fan, no, but like, even as a basketball fan, no, like, I just don't want that. Like, I just feel like, if I want, like, if I want to see how it turns out, then yeah, like, just to the interest of how this turns out, because I don't think it turns out well, I think they might, they
1: probably end up. These three guys, three of the most hated. Three of the most hated.
0: Yeah, but I just don't know how the the, the personalities clash. Like, because Kyrie couldn't take it with LeBron after one season of LeBron being the guy. Now Kyrie's going to have to be the third man on a team where he's, like, I've been a Nets fan my whole life. I wanted to come home and, like, play for my team and all this. And now he's the third man on the totem pole. After he orchestrated, like, going to Brooklyn, he was the guy that was playing last year until he got injured and sat out the rest of the season uh, while Katie was uh, rehabbing. I don't know. Like... And then I also just like, if it does work, then it just, and then it just becomes Golden State from three, the past, or uh, four to the past five years. And then that's just not fun for most elite. For like, I don't think, I don't think
1: it would be like that.
0: No, I I think that was just a perfect blend of great coach and a perfect system where it worked around the three best players.
1: Yeah, but it it won't. Like,
0: I don't think it'll be to that degree, but then you come down and it's like, they have the three best players on the court at whenever they want.
1: Now like. when they play the Lakers in the finals,
0: okay, uh, then it just becomes who's guarding Kyrie for them because they, they like I mean the Lakers still have to fill out their roster, but who's guarding uh, Kyrie?
1: They have guys, you know, like. Oh. Caruso, you know, play some defense. If Avery Bradley comes back, KCP, KCP got sign back. Like they just, I'm that's what I'm saying. They have to fill out their roster before I
0: can make. Yeah, it okay. Like well, then,
1: uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you're so you're comparing the the pre-free agency Lakers to the already have James Harden Nets. That's a bit unfair, don't you think? Oh yeah, I know. Uh, that,
0: well, that's where it's, I can only do the hypothetical with the team that they—I guess they had—but I still don't think yeah. I don't understand how they, they like match up with them. I—I I mean, I no, guess I, the I guess. I guess the Bucks would be the one team, like that I can definitively say right now would match up with them
1: because that would you, be an amazing matchup.
0: Yeah, because then you have Drew oh, on Ky, you have Drew yeah. on Kyrie probably Middleton that'd against Harden and then Giannis against KD. That'll be amazing, and that's where it comes down to if they don't get Harden. What what if they don't get Harden, what are they gonna do? Like, how did they combat the the Bucks? Because I don't know if Karis Levert does that. I don't know if Spencer Dinwiddie does that. I don't know if Jared Allen does that. Like just brings that gap closer together because you look at in the five of the best three of the best five, like they have three of the best five players in that in that uh in that matchup. And on the defensive end, they can lock them down better than the than the Nets can lock down their big three. Uh, will be interesting to see. Uh, I'm also curious if Drew Holiday goes for what he did. What does Harden go for? I know they've said a young star and then a, quote, massive amount of picks. Um, it'll be interesting to see what that is because, yeah, you have two years of control under him. Uh, he's a top four player in the NBA. Um, and th- th- if you're dealing to Brooklyn, you know they're desperate. You know they really want to go for it. You know they're kind of going to the will of Kevin Durant at this point and that if katie like to keep katie happy they need to probably overpay on this so it'll be interesting to see um on the other end of houston we got russ uh apparently i've seen it's only the hornets and the knicks according to mark stein uh i understand why the hornets don't want to do it uh i don't think there's any really promising players that you can look at and like that's yeah, a guy we're going to build around Devonte graham's nice terry Rogier is nice um but I can see them wanting to be a little like have some, have some uh, watchability, some star factor there where it's like, people will watch and tune in and it feels like a, a, a small market team that would want to take a, a risk on a Russell Westbrook. But on the flip side, I think the Knicks would be stupid to do so because the Knicks actually have some guys that I think are promising uh, that can, you can build around RJ Barrett. I know he's didn't look great in his rookie year, but I, it's, it's a rookie year. I I will give him some slack on that. And then Mitchell Robinson. I don't know how both those guys work with Russell Westbrook. What's up? Besides the fact that you'll probably have to give up one in the trade. But I just don't know how that works. And I I've seen this too often with the Knicks where they're just going on these aging guys and it just doesn't end up working out for the long term where you want to win a championship.
1: Agreed. Yeah, I mean well, I mean, who knows, who knows what the goals are? You know, I guess the goals for the teams are different. Uh yeah, you can see the Hornets wanting them. Um It's a classic Knicks move, but whatever. I don't know. I, I can't really comment on the Knicks first time hearing of it, but it's not like shocking, you know. Um, I hope we don't. Um, although I'm, I'm, pr- don't, I'm
0: praying we don't. I'm praying we don't. I, will,
1: I wouldn't cry if we did, honestly. Whatever.
0: It would just, it would just be like you watch the games, and it's like I can watch the games. And I, like, first of all, Knicks don't have to worry about getting eyes to watch these games. Like, no matter what Knicks fans are going to watch, I, I would just be like, it just be staring into an abyss of just like, yeah, we're the eighth seed in the East. We're going to get bounced in the first round, and then, then what? Like, yeah, we yeah, have Russell see, Westbrook I, I, for I like these.
1: That I don't honestly I like as opposed to um, I just like have zero faith in us to do like a competent rebuild either. So um, you have I, would,
0: no, I, I don't know, maybe new regime, like, I, I think different, like they look at it differently. Uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I mean, heard that one before, but I'll give it to you. All right. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's move on. Okay. Wait, uh, who
0: do you think? Okay. Before like we get to the NFL NBA draft tonight. Yeah. What's your prediction for the first three picks? Cause I think that's where you can really hone in on like, The rest of the draft is really a crapshoot. I think you can hone in on these top three guys and try and pick where you think they're going to go. Yeah, kind of
1: like last year with the top, like where there's top those three top guys. The only difference is last year's the order was like clearly defined.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, I get the yeah the hierarchy of the top three.
1: Right. Anyway, I'll go Lamelo, Wiseman if Golden State picks there. Edwards if if they don't um and then the other
0: uh i want anthony edwards first overall i, I don't know how lamella works in in
1: minnesota yeah, yeah i don't know how he works with d'angelo russell i really don't but yeah i yeah, did like, like he's
0: chucking up shots like from 30 feet and then Colorado anthony towns doesn't get a touch on like five straight possessions he's like what the fuck is going on yeah here? yeah i can see that <laughs> um i think Anthony edwards works well there uh, or more so a fit than Lamelo and James Wiseman. And then I have Wiseman too. Um, if the if the what's if um the Warriors pick there because of the fact that I I think that's a perfect fit for him. Uh, they need I think a center that can be at, like an athletic big, but like with offensive upside. Come uh, on, Looney like is nice, but he looks so clunky on the offensive end. And I feel like they need some a weapon on like in the low area uh, to like kind of keep people off of just completely running out to the three-point line. Like they're still going to do that, but there's like some more, a bigger threat down low where it's like, Oh, where you're going to leave this guy one-on-one and everybody else is going to be completely on the edges. Like, we're just going to burn you here. Dude,
1: There was this trade that I, that I thought of um, last night. That was like, it was like a three team trade. And um, it, it's like the Nets rockets and warriors And it's basically like a combination of like the two trades that we've been talking about, Mm -hmm. but it's like, um, the warriors would come out, the warriors would basically put in pick two and they would get back Jared Allen in 16. I mean, I don't like, I don't know, like, like, I don't know if that's like great value, you know, you probably have to get more, but, uh, but the idea of getting Jared Allen out of that three way trade, I think is kind of appealing to them.
0: It's appealing, but I don't know if it's worth it. Too, I'd probably rather have Wiseman there than Allen in the 16th, just because of the fact that contract control, like we were yeah. talking about before.
1: And what well, if you could get, more, what if you could get like PJ Tucker also? So you, then you come out with like you come out with PJ Tucker, Jared Allen, and 16. That's now interesting think about it. It's interesting. I just I'm curious how like having Draymond Green and
0: PJ Tucker works. I think, it works. I, I, I think you, um, they're, they're different players. I'm not going to say he's going to take dream on troll. I guess it's just the personality and the, and the, like going. They wouldn't share it.
1: the court. They wouldn't share the court for that many minutes. Probably you know, not. Then, yeah. It's probably like a 30 30 and 18 types. Yeah. Um,
0: I, I don't think I would do it if I was the warriors personally. Uh, I'm just not a huge fan on the upgrade from Kavon Looney to Jared Allen. And then PJ Tucker's nice, but if it's like 18 minutes or if it's eighteen like minutes a game, I don't know if it's worth dropping down from two to fourteen.
1: Yeah, fair enough. All right. On um, uh, the third, I lamello. Uh, I, I yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Let's uh, let's let's you know final here. Well, let me get your um your next pick prediction. I'll give my next prediction, and then we will move to NFL. I want Tyrese Halliburton
0: or Killian Hayes. I want then, I want a point guard. I and then want who Zay- do you think? I, I think it'll be one of those two. I think, yeah, I really think, I think Halliburton more, more likely. Uh, I, I want a point guard for this team. I want somebody that can run the offense and still be a competent shooter. And I think both these guys can be and grow into it. I think these are safer picks. Uh, p- particularly Halliburton. I think is more of a safe pick as opposed to somebody with immense upside. And I don't think they really need to go for that in this draft where you're trying to go for a home run, like you can hit a double in this draft and it'll still come out really good for this next team. Like, I think they need complementary pieces to try and build around RJ Barrett. Uh, I still have faith in him and being the guy for this team going forward. I think getting somebody like that really helps space the floor and bring some playmaking to the offense that they, I think they
1: lacked last year. Agreed. What about you? Um, I, uh, I think they will take Okoro. And I would like to reach a little bit and take Tyrese Maxey from Kentucky. I, I wouldn't have a problem
0: with Okoro because I've heard he's like a good three and D kind of guy, but I, 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 I'm trying to remember. I thought I saw somebody talk about an injury. No, I think it was a later. Look, like,
1: I, I I don't know. It's just, it's yeah. just what I think we're going to take. I don't necessarily want him. Um, yeah. I want Maxey. Like I said, I think he's going to be really good mm-hmm. uh, you I know, mean. Ever, ever since um. The year that we took Nolakina and Donovan Mitchell went late, and I remember hearing the reports that we liked Mitchell, and I was like, no, we can't take Mitchell because the mock drafts <laughs> don't have him going until 14, and, you know. Um, yeah, and
0: then you have, like, Tyler Hero,
1: who probably would go number, like, number three.
0: if you. Yeah, really so
1: that's him. The, uh, yeah, that's actually a very good point. I forgot about him, too, and so that's why I want to take a guy like Maxie. I, I, th- I think he'll be really good.
0: I-, I think there's no clear hire, like, besides the top three, and you you honestly also like you, Sadiq are
1: so- Bay, if we want to reach Sadiq Bay from Villanova
0: um what was I gonna say I, I think that there this is the draft where if it's like yeah you like a guy in that who in mock drafts which really don't mean anything if you like a guy in that 12 to 15 range and you're picking at eight like it's not yeah a huge it's not the because world. There's, there's not a drop-off it's not like you no, know, it's really a crapshoot because you know that there, there's going to be a bunch of there's going to be guys that like are going to be good for your team for a while, but they're not going to be. Su- there's no like there's not that many superstars in this draft.
1: Dude, I wonder if NBA GMs get married to like the mock drafts that they see. Like, what if they love a guy, but all the mocks have him at twenty and they're picking at twelve? That's interesting. I don't know because like football, we you, like I guess with some you don't see it, but like like the Giants, Daniel teams Jones, probably, too. Like, and then. If you're, like, the Suns GM and you're worried about, like, getting fired or something and the guy that you like, the guy that you thought was amazing, all the mock drafts have him going at, like, 24 and you're picking out, like, 10.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I I could see that. I could see that. I could see them being, like, I want to trade out of this spot.
1: Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, heading to the NFL. This is a weird weekend in the NFL. Not weird, but just, like, I guess weird but exciting. Um, there was a, yeah. a bunch of like really close games. There was a bunch of bad beats. Um, I mean it started off. We'll talk about this first game, Thursday night, Arizona, Seattle, Arizona coming off. That huge, huge Hail Mary win where DeAndre Hopkins just is just like these little boys in front of me have no
1: chance. You <laughs> see it, you see it real time, or at least on yeah. Right time? Oh, oh yeah. I got back from work.
0: I'm watching the end of the four o'clock games, and I see that I'm like, I'm this is my dynasty league. I'm tanking and I'm playing against DeAndre Hopkins. I'm like, my game, my matchup's close. And I'm like, please, please, like, so I, at first I wanted this game to go to overtime. And then I see like they scored the touchdown, beautiful throw by Josh Allen to yeah. Stephon Diggs. And when that ball's hung up in the air, I'm like, this is clearly going to DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, when Kyler rolled out and chucked it, I'm like, this is clearly going to DeAndre Hopkins. And when I saw him come down, I just, I, I just went speechless. I just didn't know, like that was unbelievable. Like triple coverage,
1: yeah. one guy, like, yeah. You know, speechless is a good word because it was just like I'm watching it and he comes down with it. And, you know, I kind of had, at first I kind of have like a similar reaction to the defenders where you kind of look around, like, where's the ball, where's the ball? Only <laughs> to like realize it's in his hands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you kind of do that for a sec. And then it was like, I, yeah, it wasn't one of those, like, Oh my God, I was just kind of sitting there. Like, Damn. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, and I thought I thought this game was a I thought that game was a great showcase of like this is why you go out and get um get your young quarterback like some like top level receivers both of and these
0: that's what, and that's why and that's
1: uh, yeah and like Bill O'Brien
0: biggest loser I mean it's just I, I understand trading DeAndre Hopkins I mean I guess if he wants to make twenty seven and a half million dollars as a wide receiver I mean he's he rightfully no, earned it I but-
1: understand I understand trading digs when you're going to draft Justin Jefferson. I don't yeah. understand. Pretty hot. Well, no, no. I don't understand
0: why they didn't get more for him.
1: Yeah. But, that, but the Diggs what... thing, look, digs to replace him with Justin Jefferson, no fault on the Vikings yeah. at all. No. And, and the funny thing is, though, as great as I think Justin Jefferson is, his career will be way better going to the Vikings who develop receivers and he plays with Dion. Like Jefferson wouldn't be this good – if he just gotten drafted to the Bills. So I yeah. really do think that's great for both teams. Yeah, you know, In that case, yes, completely. Um,
0: it, it sucks when you watch Deshaun Watson or when you see this and you just think, like, Deshaun Watson had this and then they Carson just train Wentz. him away for, Carson dish, for Wentz, no David... weapons. What? Carson
1: Wentz, no weapons. Uh,
0: yeah, I know. It, it's tough when you see, and especially when you get David Johnson, who's on IR, and then a second round pick. And meanwhile, your team doesn't have a first, doesn't have a second of their own, like their own picks there. It's. Yeah. It's a tough. tough. Um, Okay, so this game against Seattle, rematch of a couple weeks ago from a a shootout on Sunday night. I saw the line; it's like Seattle minus three, and I wanted to take Seattle because I feel like people are undervaluing them at the moment. But like that line, it just screams like public money on Arizona plus three there because everybody sees the Seattle defense sucks.
1: Here's my thing: I could talk about Seattle's bad defense. I could talk about how Russ well, hasn't been as good these past couple weeks. I could talk about how they started out 5-0 and and now they're 6-3, and but instead I will say they're due, okay? They're due and the Cardinals are beyond due to lose after something like that. Completely
0: agree. Completely
1: agree. That's why I was looking
0: at this line. I'm like, there's, there's, it's so hard for teams to win these magic, these miracle games, and then come back the next week and be three days later. Look, dude, I don't have, I don't
1: have a model. I don't have a spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm no insider. But the Seahawks are going to win because it's just one of those things.
0: And especially when you have a young quarterback, like I could understand if, like, say the rules were flipped and it's like the Seahawks win on a hail mary to DK Metcalf, and they're going against Arizona. I could see it being like. Maybe Russ, Russ, the veteran, the guy that's been the Super Bowls, the guy that's won yeah. big games and done things like this, Like uh, he can will he can get this team refocused and be like, yo, we still got a game on Thursday, we still need to be ready. I don't know if Kyler does that for this team or if Cliff Kingsbury can do like can really focus this team as a such a young team and coming off a team a game where Seattle is very desperate now or coming into a game where Seattle is very desperate now. I mean, everybody's talking about Jamal Adams, like how bad of a trade was that? Uh, This defense is garbage. Ross really playing really bad, but he's had some near misses on some really big plays that they, that would have changed games. Um, He missed Tyler Lockett on a deep ball last week. I, that probably would have been a huge gain, maybe a touchdown. Um, Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think they're due in this game. Uh, I think especially the come down off of a huge win, a miracle win for Arizona, as well as Seattle, just they need it more. And the, these Thursday night games can be weird. We saw that with Indy and Tennessee last week where everybody's like, oh, Tennessee. Like definitely you see it like when the pregame shows picking them, everybody's picking Tennessee. Um, and then Indy comes out and they dominate. Agreed uh okay next one we got an afc championship rematch wait no. well the the divisional rematch afc divisional rematch between tennessee and baltimore and another team that's reeling in baltimore in my opinion uh i know they won two weeks ago but it wasn't you great. don't have
1: to say you don't have to say in my opinion there Oh uh, facts my guy. They're, they're the seven seed right now
0: like i was looking at the playoff picture they're the seven seed and like same thing with, like, Seattle. Like, this is a team that, in this game, I feel like they just – they need it more. I know Tennessee lost last week, but I don't know. Baltimore, like, when you lose to the Pats, who literally two weeks ago almost lost to the Jets, like, that, that that's alarming. Um, the
1: difference is I believe in the Seahawks, and I don't believe in the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I actually think Titans the win.
0: It's a tough one when I look at it. Like, when you look at DVOA-wise, they're, like, opposite teams. Like, Baltimore's 24th in offense – Sixth in defense, Tennessee's third in offense, 24th in defense. Uh, For me, it comes down to which team can stop the run the best in this game. Both teams rely on the run um, to set up other things. Baltimore's number three in DVOA for stopping the run or against the run. And Tennessee's number 19. But then you come into the fact that Tennessee's had a week and a half as opposed to Baltimore, who's has shorter amount of time. I'd still probably go Baltimore here. I think they come out angry. I think this is a team with still a bunch of talent, and I think they can lock down A.J. Brown on the outside and then contain uh, Derek Henry up the middle.
1: All right, Green Bay Indy. This one should be a really good one. You know, Indy, they're a team that I think is bad, but they are – able to win games and they have a long week because they played last thursday whereas green bay i think they're amazing but every now and then they'll lay an egg so it's a bit tricky i'm gonna go with the packers though um and yes the colts would surprise me but at this, like at this like yes it would surprise me but i wouldn't be shocked if it happens if that makes sense
0: you know i i agree like i agree with your uh how you feel about both teams because i i do agree and i feel the same way about both of them indy i think is a i don't think is a great team just because of the quarterback play for the most part but they they string together wins they look impressive in games like we saw against tennessee and then green bay you think is really good but then they hang around with jacksonville with jake luton at quarterback when you have aaron Rodgers and really everybody's healthy on the other end
1: where well, they get killed by the bucks if i if memory yeah yep. and and the other thing um Man, the Colts got me last year, too. It's the same thing. It's like, wait a minute. You guys are 6-3 and three or whatever? It's like, how? Because they, uh, here's the thing. They have a great roster and a great coach.
0: They just got to figure out the quarterback. And that's where it becomes a huge issue when you try and pick them against good – like, when you try – what like, you get on them and you're like, yeah, this is a good team. And then their quarterback kind of lets them down, like Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers. This game, I'm curious if this is the Jonathan Taylor breakout game. We've seen him struggle a bit against – Like, throughout most of the season, but this Green Bay run defense can be, like, this Green Bay defense can be run on. They're number 22 in rush DVOA. Um, I think this offensive line can assert its will on them. This is a top five offensive line. I think this is a game where, I remember last year, Thursday or Sunday night, it was a primetime game. It was Kansas City against Indy. Indy went into Kansas City, and they won. And this was, like, Low scoring. Yeah, low scoring, ground and pound, keep it out of Mahomes' hands. And they were able to control the clock with a big back like Marlon Mack. I think they can do that with Jonathan Taylor this this week against a Green Bay team that, like I said, run defense, not their strong suit. They're really good. They're good against the pass or they're solid against the pass. And then on the flip side, Indy has the defense. They've had the defense all along to stop these good teams. It's whether or not the offense can put them in position, like not put them in compromising positions where like Jonathan Taylor fumbles against Baltimore and they pick it up and return it for a touchdown. And then there's three points there or picks in that sense. Indy's number four against the run and pass in DVOA. Um, I think this is a game similar to Kansas city last year where they control the clock and Phil Rivers does enough and doesn't lose them the
1: game. This so you're, time take, you're taking Indy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you talking about Jonathan Taylor got me thinking a little bit. Um, that the rookie backs this year at best have met expectations, right? Like the best case is Edwards Hilaire, who has been fine, you know, good. He's been good. Um, But then Cam Akers, you know, Dobbins, I mean, Dobbins granted was coming to a crowded backfield and, you know, so was like, so was Cam Akers and yeah. Jonathan Taylor and, and AJ Dillon. And, and I mean, granted these guys, a lot of these guys were drafted behind guys like, you know, I understand that like Aaron Jones is still there and stuff, but you know, if you're using a top, uh, a top 65, 75 pick, you know, you're expecting immediate production. Um, mm-hmm. and so no, and,
0: and it's, it's surprising, even more surprising that the wide receivers, like there's like no receivers that are doing poorly. Like I'm mean,
1: uh, Jalen Rager. Of course.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's been doing like, besides injuries, like injuries yeah, aside, yeah. if you can, if you don't, no, know, that but, dude,
1: but, but uh, for real though, like judy's been great yeah. claypool been great lamb um, was
0: great before uh what before yeah, dad went Lam, down
1: Lamb, um
0: iuk whoever claypool, um, Pittman, Justin Higgins pool pitman higgins like literally if you took a receiver in the top three rounds like they have been producing and yeah. it's been uh-huh. crazy to see when they're when these guys are healthy Ruggs. and that's normally not that's normally the, yeah that's normal. Uh, rugs is probably the only one but like that's also like I, I didn't love the fit there because Derek Carr doesn't push the ball downfield it enough. It's a
1: classic Raiders pick. Like yeah,
0: exactly. It's like Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill because it's the perfect fit. DK Metcalf yeah. is DK Metcalf because of the perfect fit. I thought that was a four like a round peg or a square peg in a round hole for that. They were just like yep. drafting off that. I think Jerry Judy would have been a amazing on the Raiders. I think his short to intermediate game for the most part is or great, CD.
1: Or CD. Yeah. All right. What and speaking of the Raiders. KC, Vegas, Um, KC's one loss in the year. I heard Andy Reid came out and said something like they took a lap around our stadium in the bus and that wasn't our style, and the Chiefs don't strike me as like a rivalry team. So I'm just going to say Chiefs by a million.
0: Uh, Yeah, definitely. I don't think Chiefs lose two in a row to a division opponent. Uh, I don't think they go 0-2 against the Raiders specifically. I don't think Derek Carr versus Patrick Mahomes ends up in Derek Carr's favorite twice in a row. Uh, it was surprising when I looked at the the box score for this game, and that like it was really like they went against the Chiefs, like they went toe to toe with the Chiefs in the sense of it wasn't like like I was talking about before when Indy went there and beat them last yeah, year. it was the ground pound. Dolphins
1: came to play. Nah, yeah, man.
0: like Carr went for three fifty and three touchdowns. <laughs> like Josh Jacobs only had seventy seven yards on the ground and three point three yards per carry. Like this was really like they were like going in it like they were going shot for shot with them
1: agreed not fully agreed and so, this
0: one like it's it comes down to whether or not that i think they can run it on him because i don't think you go shot for shot for them again especially off a of buy andy reed 18 and three off a of buy um and vegas d like me, they look really good against drew lock drew lock we still cases out on him but they're 19 and 26 pass to run dvoa like that's just bottom half of the league when you're going against patrick mahomes andy reed off a of buy that just doesn't smell like anything that anything good for uh your team this week
1: all right, so um, so we're saving the best game of the week for last, in my opinion. Is this a primetime game? Yes, yeah, Monday night. The Monday night game, LA Rams versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. It is a must-win in my eyes for both teams not necessarily to make the playoffs, but to, if you want to take me seriously as a legit contender in the NFC, I have to win this game. And both divisions are, well, you know, both of these guys' divisions are close and they're, and they're a bit back, whether it be tiebreaker in the Rams case, or I, I think, um, I think the Bucks are probably like a game, game and a half back, something like that. Um, so I think they're just, it's going to be a great game. I think both teams are really going to show up and uh, I'm going to pick the Bucks.
0: Um. Uh, I completely agree with what you're saying. Like, both these teams need it. This is a huge game. Tampa needs to keep pace with New Orleans, especially, or even like gain some ground, especially with Drew Brees now being out. Right. We'll see what happens with Jameis. Um, and then the Rams, like, this is a packed division. You got three teams that are six and three. Um, you have
1: two. Dude, how many teams are six and three across the NFL? A lot. A lot. A, a lot. lot. A, a, gotta answer, say like five, a I gotta
0: lot. I got to say, like, five. I got like to say, like, five or six. Uh, oh, maybe no, no, more.
1: No, no. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Let's set the line. If the line was six and a half, I would take the over.
0: Okay, here I'll look at it right now. I'm gonna
1: guess seven.
0: Okay, you're gonna guess seven. I'll say five. What the? Hell? Okay, it was just taking a sec to load. Uh, okay, so we got the Colts, the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the never mind, the Titans, the Browns, the Cardinals, the Rams, the Seahawks. Yeah. Nine.
1: <laughs> what are the bucks? Uh,
0: The bucks are seven and three. Okay. Yeah. One week late, but uh, <laughs> dude. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a lot. That's a lot of teams. So yeah. These teams like that, like this is a must win for both of them. Uh, when you, look and, yeah, like,
1: and the bucks are an honorary six and three team.
0: Yeah. Because yeah, they haven't had, they, they're past their, oh, or they haven't
1: had their bye. Wow. And that just speaks. A- and it's, uh, there's just a million teams that are six and three. There's the Kansas city chiefs, there's the Packers and there's the Steelers Steelers. And, you know, there's like the saints too, arguably
0: bills and, are seven and three,
1: but yeah, but you know, it's very, it's very, very even. We all have the chiefs as the placeholder super bowl pick right now. Cause they are just the best team, mm-hmm. but, but wow. 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 So many, yeah. so many good teams, and then it's it's just funny when you're looking like I'm looking at
0: the playoff the playoff picture, and it's just like they're going down the seeds, like and then you look at the NFC one, two, three, like six dude. and three, seven two, seven two, four Eagles, three, five and one.
1: Dude, good team. Dude, good rookie <laughs> quarterbacks in the NFL. Good teams. You know we had it. We had a couple COVID scares in that in that early mid season, but it seems to be good now. You know, I don't want to speak too soon, but it's a hell of a season so far for the NFL. They're doing a good job. I was looking – I was talking – like, getting way – actually, wait, I'm going to finish
0: up with this. The Like, my pick on the Rams, Tampa Bay, before I get to okay. my next point. uh, It's two really elite defenses. Like, both are top 12 in pass and run DVOA. Tampa Bay is first and second in both those.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> uh, Rams are ninth and twelfth. It really comes down to whether, like – I don't know if like you can nullify Mike Evans. I assume Jalen Ramsey is going to be following him around. It comes down to whether or not the rest of the secondary can shut down Chris Godwin, AB, um, and the rest of those guys. I don't know if they can do it another week. I think that was a huge win. Like you saw how how good their second corner play, their second and third corners really played well. The Rams did last East. week. Yeah, like that. There was one late pick that they had where it was it? Uh, I forget which uh it was Williams get a diving pick on Russ. And it was just like, wow. Okay. And then like the whole sidelines hype, they're coming off a buy. They were, they really like just wanted Like I picked them in our picks last week. That was my lone win. um I, I think, I think they come down. I think Tampa, I think Tampa doesn't get, I, I don't think Tampa loses twice in prime time. I don't think Brady's like, I think Brady's on their ass. He's like, this is prime time. This is when everybody's watching. We need to come out and they, their defense can create pressure, and I think can rattle golf more easily than the Rams' defensive line can do for Brady.
1: Dude, um, you, you mentioned you mentioned the picks from last week, and I'm realizing now that I, I might not have necessarily made any of them against the spread. Well, these games are all close to pick them, but um, dude, I forgot about that. How was do, do we have do we have track on that? Do we know? Uh, right.
0: We both went one and two okay uh yeah you went you hit on the over for the Arizona Buffalo game but you lost the Eagles and uh, what was the other one that you had um I gotta pull this up uh and then for me um, I'll get that right now uh for me I lost against the Cardinals bad beat I had two and a half kneeled at the end uh oh you had then you had Ravens minus seven yeah that was terrible. I had Bengals plus six and a half, Rams minus two, and Bears plus two and a half. Okay. I don't right. have the Cardinals, but yeah.
1: Uh, Bears yeah. Plus. Honestly, um, okay. Let, let's give our picks right now. Okay. Um, first? Yeah. Uh, why, don't, why don't you go first? Um.
0: Okay. Wait. I got to pull up because I had some written down, but I, I've seen some have adjusted, and I need to uh, take into account that. Like, we're I going, we're written... off
1: we're going off FanDuel as of like 1130 to
0: 1130 today. Wednesday morning. Um, okay. I'm looking right now just cause yeah, some of these have like, I was looking last night and some of these have
1: already shifted again. Um, okay. I, I I'll go first actually. Okay. Um, I'm seeing Titans plus six and a half. Holy shit. Um, yeah. All right. So may make, make that my first pick Titans six and a half. Um, uh, you know, I just, that's uh, not a lot of points. Or, like, you're sorry, that's a lot of points for a, a team that's really good, in, in my opinion.
0: And they have the longer week. They have the good quarterback. Like, yeah. And
1: and, and they're coming off a disappointment, too. You know, the Ravens
0: okay. aren't the only one who's trying to bounce back here. You, you true. know, so, um, true. And they and they, ha- they know how to beat them. They know how to beat the Ravens.
1: Dude, I actually, I honestly have all my picks. Okay. Um, I got two of my three. Dolphins, minus three and a half. This, I don't know if I've been burnt by the Broncos too many times, and that's why, but, like, this team isn't good. And the Dolphins are really good. And uh, I feel like this is one of those, like, I know the Sharps are going to be on Denver or whatever because it's one of those things, but it's just like, dude, F that. Like, I think the Dolphins are way better.
0: Uh, Packers are Well, I would, Okay, so wait, you had Dolphins uh, minus three-and-a-half, uh, Titans plus seven-and-a-half.
1: Titans six-and-a-half, six-and-a-half. And then my final pick will be the KC Chiefs minus seven. You know, we would take minus a million as promised, but
0: can are not. Vandal doesn't offer that? We got to get on the phone with them. Yeah, offer minus a million. Minus a million. Uh, I, yeah, I don't have a problem with, I, I don't love the KC minus seven, I guess just the number. Uh, but I like the uh, Dolphins. It's just up in the air where like obviously drew lock playing over Brett Ripien, like to be determined. Uh, I, it's just the hook, I guess. I, I'm not a huge fan of, but it's not, it's not a number I hate. I, I definitely think that they can, like, they've looked really impressive all around defense offense. i it was funny. I was looking at something and it's like, it's not much that like they're getting better quarterback play. It's like they're getting better play from defense and special teams when it comes to the the EPA, which is the expected a point average of what's going on per play. Uh, their defense and special teams has dramatically gone up since Tua's taken over, while the offense has actually taken a step back. So it's like you, you got to hope that like the, that continues or Tua steps up this game.
1: Well, granted, those stats are going to be skewed by that crazy game against the Rams. Like,
0: that too, that too. Um, okay. My picks, uh, I got them down. Uh, I'm going to go Seahawks minus three. Um, like that. I, I was looking at it last night and it was three and a half and I didn't like it there. Uh, because these Seahawks games are weird. I'm still not a huge fan of the three, but you know, at, at worst I push. Um, I, yeah, I think they come off angry. I think that, that this is a team that's hearing the noise of their best players You're Getting talked about, Russ. Is he really the MVP, or did is he just dropping off now? It's Mahomes. Mahomes, I think, is the favorite now to win the MVP. Should sure um, be. I, I think Jamal Adams comes out angry. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Shaquille Griffin comes back. I know he's not an amazing corner, but he's their number one um, to at least somewhat help stop D Hop. Uh, this is a team that also lost Arizona a couple weeks ago. I don't think they let that get away from them again. That was a really bad game by Russ when he played him the first time. Uh, I think he comes out. And, and lights it up like he did we saw in the first five weeks uh number two i got colts minus two and a half i said it before i i think this is a good matchup for them i think whenever you have a top five coach which i think frank reich is uh i think you're always going to be in a game i think they match up really well with them on the other side on both sides of the ball i think that Indy's D really measured up well with anybody, but on the offensive end, the way that they want to run, they want to run the ball a lot and control the clock, and then Phillip Rivers become a game manager, and I think they can do that against the Colts or against the against the Packers. Packers haven't looked really that great uh, in these past couple of weeks. Um, and then the last one, I got Cowboys plus seven. I wish I got this earlier because it was seven and a half last night. Um, I think I think this is a team that's looked really good in or. A lot better in the past two weeks. Uh, I think it's a major upgrade from Garrett Gilbert and Ben DiNucci to Andy Dalton. I think he yep. actually gets his offense moving. And this and this Vikings defense isn't good. Like they're not like their secondary is not great. They shut down Nick Foles, but like well, what what does that mean?
1: Uh, the week yeah, before- but the problem is the Vikings defense is terrible too. You mean the the Cowboys? Yeah, yeah,
0: I do, I do. yeah. Uh, I yeah, I think that they can can like trying to think how uh i think they can manage them enough i think on the other side i think the sevens just the the number is too much i I don't think that i i think they can probably win this because of the fact that they can control the ball um it'll come down to the linebacker play i think lane vanderish and jalen smith if they're able to plug the holes and stop dalvin cook from getting those big gains kind of how chicago did which is easier said than done uh this they could win outright, but I definitely think the plus seven is a good number that you can get here that I think that they'll push at least. Um, okay, so we got Seahawks minus three, Colts minus two and a half, Cowboys plus seven. And then for you, you got dolphins minus three and a half, Titans plus six and a half, and Chiefs minus seven. We're both one and two in our for after our first week. Uh hopefully we come out green on this side. Amen, brother. Um, Okay, so we wanted to talk about this. It's 11:30, and we've had some news on Twitter, uh, NBA draft wise, before we head out. Um, inside
1: sources, yeah, know. inside sources. Inside John- sources. Adrian Wojnarowski
0: tweeted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought for a second you had something. Uh, okay, from Jonathan Wasserman. Apparent- <laughs> <laughs> we'll start off with uh, we'll start off with the next one uh already buzz out there that the knicks are trying to move up to five or six with the package of eight and 23
1: well and let's also remember that happened like today The, the yeah three for 23 it was like 20 27 and 38
0: 38 the second rounder
1: 27
0: and 38 yeah okay you know It's kind of like a whatever deal. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I woke up and I'm like, okay. Like they traded a second rounder. Like how, like I get it, Mitch, Mitch worked out very well, but it's just like,
1: it's one of those, you know, like at least from my perspective, as a Knicks fan, it's like, you know, I wake up, huh, 23 for 27 and 38. What? not love it for us, but it's not catastrophic. That's basically.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's a good way of looking at it. And I, I agree. It's just it is what it is. I mean, if it's like part of the bigger scheme of getting to five and six, and then he reports, or yeah, I think it's from him. Uh, where is it?
1: But you know, dude, that early 20s is an exciting place in the draft. I mean, like, you know, with, with every like five picks, you really do, especially in the first round, they have really grouping of like five to seven picks you really do significantly decrease. i mean tw- like 23 really probably is better than 27 like somewhat noticeably but um
0: and yeah. i don't think, and i think the second rounder is just like whatever i mean uh, like how like how often you hit on the late round first it's even more tough to hit on the second rounders and if you think if and you we're think
1: looking, and we're going to, to add two players that can contribute or, or potentially even one and even if you not three maybes
0: and if you think the difference between 28 and 23 or 27 and 23 is the is where you think your guy get might get taken that you want there i think 38 is more than an like is fine to give up in that yeah
1: somebody told me somebody said to me it's one of those things that you normally do when you know your guy is there at 23 Mm -hmm. and i kind of agree with that it's like a yeah like like during the draft thing I wish I could know what I was getting myself into before I did it, type situation. But you
0: know, it is what it is. Uh, and then Jonathan Wasserman comes out and said, "Had a scout float the idea the Knicks Bulls pick swap just uh, a just spitballing with the assumption Knicks would want Obi want to get Obi Toppin at four and Bulls could draft either Haliburton
1: Killian or Patrick Williams at eight. Um, I have my reservations about Obi in the league um, because I'm a bit scared that I'm looking at a Derrick Williams from you know from yeah. a decade ago but the league has changed and where Derrick Williams was a bust tweener undersized four yeah obi kind of has a bit of a John Henson thing going like a like a wiry guy at centers kind of like a freak but he's He's like six nine. He's like the small ball guy, but he's yeah. kind of big enough to stand up. You know, you know, he's big enough to stand up to uh, to an Anthony Davis after a couple years in the league. You know, so um, don't I hate mean, it. But it's... I guess I wouldn't hate it. I guess I wouldn't hate it. That's yeah. What I'm saying.
0: yeah. I mean, it's just too hard. Like you can't really. I mean, you can give your opinion on guys. It's just it's like so many of these guys are just. There's so many different weight ranges of outcomes with these guys. And I guess that's the same with every draft, but it's
1: just like this draft in particular. There's so many questions, like you know, you you, you know, you know, you know. The other thing is, um, so I'm reading these mocks, and admittedly, a lot of these guys, I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Um, and I, what I realized is because it's like, oh yeah, this is a guy I would watched play two games in March Madness.
0: Yeah, my dad and I were saying that same thing. It's like you really don't under like you don't see you don't really know how good Anthony Edwards is because how, how many sec games did you watch like during the year? Like you would have watched it during March madness. You would have seen this guy, uh, the round of 16 or in the sweet 16, the round of 32, like, not saying Georgia would have made it far or whatever, but like, that's where you see these guys. You see like these other name guys, like you wouldn't have seen James Wiseman, and LaMelo Ball play, but like you would have seen Andy Edwards or anybody below. You wouldn't
1: have seen Danny. Yeah. You, wouldn't have seen, you actually wouldn't have seen a lot of guys, but, I, like, but
0: no. but there's a bunch of guys that you would have great. seen and yeah. it, would have, it would have been impressive, sure. impressive to see
1: them that's against big top. Big. That yeah, like these Florida state guys. I and mean, yeah.
0: no, idea. no idea. Um, I, I I don't know if I love the idea of trading up to the top four, especially with like you just don't know. Like I yeah, not yeah, that you don't yeah, know. Let,
1: let me put it let me put it to you like this. Um, first off, somebody traded up to four last year. Whoever yeah, the Cavs, I think that right. no, 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 the Hawks to get DeAndre Hunter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um and uh here's the thing. Let me just put it to you like this, and I think this will kind of sum it up. Do you really want to trade up to four in a three-person draft?
0: Yeah, that, that that's agreed. Agreed. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to take the. Oh, I wouldn't. I'd rather have more shots at it. I mean, unless you're like on uh, like unless you're certain, which but I don't think you can be, especially with not just Obi, but like really anybody outside. Like really, even the top three. Like, and there's no
1: like sure things. And oh, it's uh, it'd be five. So 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 the the possibility floating in my head of. Little, little mellow or someone somehow slipping to four doesn't even exist. So it's a, no. so yeah. So it's, do you want to trade to, you know, do you want he's not, not getting, get, past,
0: I don't think he's getting past three. It's I a think, three person
1: draft. Do you want to trade up and not get one of those three? All right. And um, yeah, or, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, because, the guy, because whoever I want to take, I mean, then again, I do think, I think in my eyes, I, I think um, Denny, Obi. And Onyeko Kangwu have kind of carved out the second tier, in my eyes. Um,
0: I mean, I've heard mixed yeah. thing. I yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's all opinions at this point. Of, of and and you never really know. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like some. It, it's opinion
1: that's not based on a whole bunch of stuff. You know what I'm saying? like yeah, it, But
0: it's also like it, some it, people see like I I listen to the Ringer and their stuff and like. Uh, Kevin O'Connor, their main NBA guy, loves Killian Hayes. And he had Killian Hayes possibly going number one. And it's like most people don't have that. But it's just like how you see it. And that's the same thing. Only one team needs to see it that way.
1: Dude, do you want Killian Hayes? I just have too much Nokia and PTSD to draft another <laughs> point guard at eight.
0: Um, I think he's better. I think he's better on the offensive end than Frank is. Um, I mean, I'm not – it's the same thing. Like, okay, so when – I'll uh, relate it to football. Uh, are you not drafting Justin Fields because Dwayne Haskins sucked? That, that's how i look at it i think every player is different in that aspect and i'm not going to shy away no, it's
1: definitely true i mean it's a you know, um, I can't, it just but would you draft him in the exact same draft position
0: <laughs> maybe that's a, maybe this is the time where it works maybe it's yeah. like second time's the charm
1: karma every yeah everyone knows the saying is second time's the charm <laughs>
0: Um, Okay, then the same thing from Jonathan Wasserman, uh, last thing. Uh, Oh, all
1: Jonathan Wasserman.
0: Exactly. Uh, Hearing Timberwolves continue to operate like they do not want to pick a number one, sources say Minnesota even signaling it could draft for another team like Weissman for Charlotte and hope to figure out a deal later. sounds like more demand for Weissman than LaMelo and Edwards.
1: Yeah. um, So... I, I I feel like you hear often about teams going into this day still being open to trades, and think about it. For all the times the first overall pick has been on the block, it very rarely gets moved. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when it does, it usually happens decently far out, such as in the Markel-Fultz situation. And so, therefore... I'm expecting Tim Timberwolves to make this pick. I really am.
0: Uh, I agree too. I, I, I think there's just way too much of a, a disconnection on what what, what
1: what? I Uh, I just wanted to say that it's a cross sport thing too. NFL teams all the time. Oh, we might trade the first pick. You never do.
0: I think there's a disconnect between maybe the value that Minnesota has because it is the number one pick and it's like, Oh, we can pick whoever we want. Like there's three guys that like look very good and they could be something really special. But then there's also like the other teams of like how much do we really want to pay for like these guys that are flawed. Like the problem is it's not like you're training for Zion, John Morant in that. The aspect.
1: problem is, I think if you told me what like 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 the problem is, sorry, the problem is the Timberwolves pick first, and to me Lamello Ball reminds me of Daniel Russell. I see like I think there's a lot there. Um, Mel's a little more athlete. and Anthony Edwards, you know. Is a different player than these guys, but you know he's still like a, a, a scoring combo guard. So the top three players are scoring combo guards and centers. Well, that's unfortunate because those are the only two good players you have. Yeah. So, you know,
0: I, I know. I'm curious what they're asking for in 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 exchange for one, um, for like specific teams. Like, what if the Knicks wanted to go up? Like, what would they need to give up?
1: I know. I'll see. I'll see about that. So so let, so let's see. 823 obviously yeah we also have a first round pick from the mavericks um in
0: 2023 or 20, yeah it's not next year it's the year after i think it is next
1: year i thought you're not allowed to trade first in consecutive no, I, years i think it's 21 and 23 yeah and next year's 21
0: uh wait no i no they have their, no we, 23 is from them i think right now no dude we
1: traded 27 which was clippers from marcus Morris.
0: oh oh okay that's where i'm mixing it up okay that makes sense yeah you're right
1: um and so we have that pick you know i'm always hesitant to part with our own first because we're so fucking bad (laughs) Um, yeah you laugh there's nothing funny about it i know i know i I just laugh at my own i laugh at my own misery yeah, exactly. So is, well, it's a very serious situation, hombre. <laughs> um, so, yeah, eight what... twenty-three. Mavericks pick next year. Um, Kevin Knox, uh, potentially Mitchell Robinson. Although they don't really need him.
0: Yeah, I, that's where it's like, would they like? Would they want Mitch? No. Would they want RJ? I don't think so. I think they would.
1: I think I, I actually think they kind of would. Dude,
0: I like RJ. I I believe. Oh no, I, I, I do, do too. I just don't know how he fits on that team. So he's, so he's not an off ball guy and it's like if you're okay, gonna run this two Milikina
1: game. Milikina Knox eight twenty three, Mavericks first next next year. Um Who's the pick if we if the Knicks get one? Lamelo. Lamelo yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Because it's definitely not Wiseman. Oh, yeah. Um and I I just I just you you just can't sell me on Anthony Edwards over Lamelo, and if you think you can, you look at his college stats. Like they're just not. I, I don't think for the Knicks you can. I think I, I don't yeah, think exactly. I, for I, me, for me as a Knicks fan, you cannot sell me on Anthony Edwards.
0: I think the glaring need for a playmaking point guard makes Lamelo, and it's it's like it's New York, it's Lamelo. Like I think everybody's just like, yeah, let's let's let's. All fans, I think, are like, let's pull the trigger on this guy because he can be that six eight point guard that great to play around. Like, I don't know, somebody that you think you can build around
1: um, and fits a lot better, I think, and than I the think, other two I guys. Think, and I think once we get that, that primary ball handler, like scoring guard, that's where I think RJ can begin to shine as the second banana.
0: But they need to be able to shoot. That's where I'm hoping, like, if they keep eight, I, I, I want to go like Halliburton or somebody that can stretch the floor but also be a point guard. Um. I, yeah, I, I do agree though that RJ needs he he needs more spacing. He also needs yeah a point guard. Well, that, yeah, we would love like
1: a like a Jamal Murray. Would oh. be an <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure, I and and I, and I know I I know you're thinking like oh it's like I mean too he was picked seventh you know like that's some true. someone to that mold. No, that's true.
0: That's true. And he was somebody that I don't believe shot that well coming out, but, it was like, he, but he was like, but he was perceived
1: the, to be a shooter. You know, he
0: he, he shot well from the line, which is indicative of like somebody that can develop a long a Three point shot, yeah. Um, and he developed he ended up developing that, and, may, and maybe you can see that with Halliburton or Hayes is where I, I think you can go with it. I'd I prefer Halliburton, okay. Uh, should be a fun time tonight. Uh, so many different things. Like, I'm gonna be tuned in probably the whole time, probably more so than I have been in most drafts. Um, just because a the Knicks have two picks, one in the first half, one in the second half, but also because you just really don't know who's going where for the most part. And I think that's super interesting. Not and that you normally else. know out of the to- outside
1: the top three, but especially with the top three. And if nothing else, just smack us with the, the NBA draft on a, on a boring Wednesday night in the middle Facts. of the NFL. Facts. Night. I'm sure there's some like couch ball, like I don't know if it's matching or whatever. I'm sure there's something, but you know, uh, I will be glued to the TV for the NBA draft. Thanks. All right.
0: Thank you for tuning in. Uh, see you guys next week. Yep. All ball podcast.